When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Texas Podcast. My name's Daniel. It's your boy, Half Hope. Hey, everyone. It's Carl Anker. We do this podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on the social medias on Twitter, at Talking Tactics, Facebook, Talking Tactics, Instagram, Talking Tactics. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, and we'll read it on the show. We got two. One of these is from Great Britain. The other one's from the United States. Great Britain. Um, We'll read the English one first. I've been listening for the last three months, approximately. And it's a very informative show in terms of debating football current affairs with good banter between Daniel and Have Hope. Sometimes other topics are covered ranging from politics, gaming, and film during international break downtime. One way to improve the show would be to spend more time focusing on specific team tactics that managers deploy. For example, Lampard, Mourinho, Koeman, etc. Great show though, guys. Keep up the good work. P.S. Italy 90 was the best modern day World Cup by a country mile, fellas. Cheers, Lenny from Bristol. So there you Thanks, go. Thanks, Lenny. And we got one from America. It says, My favorite football podcast. Been listening for three years. What took you so long to, to give the, the review? But thank you anyway. Um, yeah, why, why, it... why did it take you so long to, to do the review, man? <laughs> I find the typical football podcast to be overly analytical and serious. Talking Tactics is an easy listen, lighthearted and humorous, but on point at the same time. From Carl's first-hand experiences to Daniel's angelic laugh, Papa John's Cup, which, by the way, was a misnomer. Angelic? I don't know. It was a misnomer. The Papa John's Cup is like for the lower leagues, so it's still the Carabao Cup until further notice, but either way. (laughs) Um, To have Hope's brickish hot takes, this podcast has it all. Shout out from Utah. Just subscribe to your Patreon. We got listeners in Utah, guys. Oh, that's the last state I would ex- expected anybody to listen to this podcast based on demographics. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you're wrong for that? But anyway, you know, Donovan Mitchell just got paid, so maybe, oh no, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Speaking of Patreon, though, if you want to help the podcast out monetarily, check us out. We release. If we forget, we we publish two in a week, but generally we try to keep it to one a week. Usually it's an hour. Last week we talked about Shakespeare and why Shakespeare is important to Western civilization. And then we talked about religion and, you know, what is belief, what is faith, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, broad topics, small topics, it is what it is. Have Hope and I generally get down. We have some fun. So check that out. $3 a month. Carl, you should come on one time. We just shoot the shit about whatever. But <laughs> yeah, Well, <laughs> you think I've got time, huh? <laughs> He's just like, eh. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you to, to those two reviews. Um, did I get the name from the guy from Utah? He didn't put it in the review. Um, Griffin. Griffin and Lenny. There you go. Let's start in the Premier League and then we'll go to Italy next. So you guys can keep that in the back of your mind. Let's just go in chronological order. So the week started at least. We'll, we'll, we'll start with the big teams anyway. Chelsea beat Newcastle at St. James's Park. No fans, obviously. So take 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 that with a grain of salt. A place where they don't usually win or it's been a hard to win. At least when, when Newcastle's been in the Premier League. Was this New, Newcastle-Chelsea? Yes, sir. I just think it's a case of where all the players are coming in, doing their, their their thing, you know, to quote mi amigo devil. If Chelsea do well or they win the league, it will be in spite of Lampard rather than because of Lampard. You know, you're seeing the... T- like, Lampard, yeah, of course, he 
is contributing somewhat to it, but I think it is more so it is a really good group that you now have. And what you now have is a defense, you have a keeper, you have better structure, you have better stability, you have better cohesion. And I think with ZH, you now have something that was that was missing from last season, which is ideas, imagination, someone with a bit of create, creativity and who is who is an extremely good passer and somebody who is always looking to see what they can create for others. And I think you that is a necessity in every team. You can have the best goal scorers in the world and everything. A goal scorer can't always score the goal himself. So he's reliant on that guy to, to give him the, the, the ball. Um, the only thing you'd see is that mm, if only Timo Werner could have put away those chances, but it is what it is. But look, man, that same Maxim is a, is, a, is a player. Just like Ginola with Newcastle, Aspria with New, Newcastle, I just think that he's a big fish in a small pond. And I think if more and more scouts see him, they'll be like, man, <laughs> let's take this player, get him. And this guy could actually, if in the right scenario, right environments, that guy can actually be a serious player. I just think that as of right now, he is just so much better for Newcastle. And it is what it is. He's too good for Newcastle. That guy with that kind of ability and the kind of things that he can do just by himself. Um, I don't think he can, he'll be staying at Newcastle for too long. He's a, he's a player after your own heart. With in terms of like all the dribbling and skills that he does, like it makes so much sense why like he stands out to you. But I remember Balotelli might have been playing for Nice in 2017, and I I guess I made it a mission to watch at least more French football, at least specifically Balotelli. I think that was that season, and he was the player like 2017. I was like, who is this Saint? I didn't know how to pronounce the name Saint Maxima Mind Saint whatever it was, but you know you get a hang of it. ASM. And I was like, that guy has something special. And I, he might have been like 20, 21 at the time. So he's a player I've always thought like, oh, this is somebody to keep tabs on. But, you know, France has so much talent. It's not like you're going to find him in the in the national team necessarily. But, you know, he's definitely too talented for Newcastle. But if Newcastle want to go places, that's the kind of player you need. So do you have any thoughts on what you're seeing early from, from Chelsea? Or are they on your, your title radar? Or is it too early to tell for you? Too early to see for title radar, but it's coalescing quite nicely. Mendy's so much better and improved on Chelsea. You can see this is so much more confident. I know it's mean to say. Everybody wants Keppel back except Chelsea fits. <laughs> well, it, 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 just spe- it speaks to just how much defending is about intangibles, right? And 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 Kepa, Kepa spread worry and nerves through that Chelsea backline, mm. and Mendy doesn't. I also think Thiago Silva was a lot better than I thought he'd be. I thought he'd mostly be an uh, over-30 person that would maybe play 20 games a season and you know mostly be a sub guy and a cup guy, but actually he seems to be starting all these games and being really good. Uh, I do want to talk about Newcastle because... Uh, and that's all I want to say about Newcastle. They should be so much more fun than this. You consider... You know, Miguel Almiron's agent was making comments about how he's just not enjoying watching Almiron play for Newcastle. And I agree with them. There, there are so many. You've got Callum Wilson, who should be a half-decent striker that can get you 10 to 15 goals a season if you service him properly, Pat, maybe even 20. You've got Almiron and Sam Maxman, who can be two very good ball carriers and all central attacking players. You've got Ryan Fraser, who has proven, well, has at certain times, he's been a, a decent player. And there's a decent degree of stoppers behind him. Steve Bruce is playing. He's largely copying what Rafa Benitez used to do. 
at Newcastle. Rafa Benitez did that mostly against the top six rather than everyone in the league. And also Rafa Benitez had far worse players to do it with. It's yeah, I'm really sad about Newcastle. They'll probably finish 15th, probably finish 14th because I think there's just worse teams in the league. But what is the point? <laughs> Aren't they always like the the sleeping giant club, right? Because they have the stadium, they have the fan base, they have yeah, the yeah, historical talking... precedents or whatever. They just You've need the correct before. ownership, the right manager, and you would you would think it should click. I think it's it's, it's if you want to talk about you know, biggest clubs or most expensive clubs in the Premier League, you've got your traditional, well, I say traditional, you've got the big six. Um, and then it's West Ham because of the London location. And then it's Newcastle. And then you can get into Leicester and other teams. I mean, there's a reason nobody, there's not a rumor that, you know, some Saudi Arabian conglomerate is trying to buy Burnley every week. <laughs> like it's Newcastle yeah. for a reason. Let's talk about Spurs. What your you boy won. Guys, Our boy won. What do you mean your boy? My boy. <laughs> My boy won, you know, beat beat Guardiola. I looked at the record though. Um they played something like 24 times. Guardiola still has 11 wins. I think Mourinho's at 7 wins. This is the first time Mourinho's won two in a row. It's still not looking good overall, but you know, it's always fun when when Mourinho gets the best of Guardiola. Guardiola on the bench looking kind of clueless and shocked. <laughs> it makes me happy. So, um what does your dad think about this Spurs team? My dad? Yes. I, I, I don't know. I haven't spoken to him much recently. Oh, man. <laughs> We ain't boys like that. <laughs> I was hoping I could get some like. Uh, well, the last time my dad talked to me about Tottenham Hotspur, it was just before the six-one, and he just simply said, "There's just going to be loads of space, and Harry Kane's going to pop up to sign and score." And that that is what Spurs have been doing ever since. It's, it's working, right? I think what's really interesting about this Spurs performance was, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised that in a year that many have described as being like hell. The devil, the devil himself, the demon of football management, Jose Mourinho, is thriving. Uh, it's good. It's good. I'll, I'll say he, he has, he's found, he's found a squad that really works with him. You know, it was, it was telling that before he got the job at Spurs as part of the interviews with Daniel Levy, he said he genuinely believed Spurs had the third best squad in the league, and he said it. You know, if you're a bit of tinkering, it can get better, and he's improved it in all the right ways. You know that that squad. Under Pochettino at the end wasn't bad. It was just a bit stale and needed, you know, a few more necessary parts. Mac Doherty's good because it gives Serge Aurier focus and sort of if Aurier messes around, Doherty can come in. Aurier last season more or less exemplified that Spurs team where they were sometimes good and sometimes bad. Aurier's looking a lot better now. Um, I mean, I watched Hoiberg play for Southampton for most of last season and I thought he's a decent player. I wouldn't have ball and given it to someone else, but I didn't think he'd do much else. And at Spurs, him just winning the ball all the time and giving it to someone else is less of a problem because, well, less of a, not less of a problem. Because he's giving it to so much more talented players, no offence to Southampton, just Spurs have more money and, and can bring in more talented players. He just looks so much better. Like That midfield of Sissoko and Dombele and Hoiberg is, I mean, Liverpool's first choice, midfield choices are mostly injured and Manchester City's ones are unconvincing. So it's between Spurs, Liverpool... I'd say Chelsea for the best sort of midfield three. And at the moment, Spurs is the one that's most informed, arguably. You want to know um, why I'd never be a good football manager? Or at least, like, why I question myself at least a little bit. Mourinho took off in Dombele. And I was like, mm-hmm. why? He's mm-hmm. okay, he's doing okay. Why? <laughs> he brings on Lo Celso, And I think with, like, his first or second touch, he scores a goal. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's really... I, I, I you think are the special one. I am not. They've You're done right. it really well. And he's, like, he's done it in a way that... 
Mourinho has done it in a way that's very Mourinho, both in terms of assembling that squad. So he's bought players that aren't necessarily the 55 million tier one player that you'd expect a Mourinho side or a or a top six side to get. You know, Hoiberg costs 15 million and a little bit of a trade for Carl Walker-Peters. That's an amazing bit of business. Doherty wasn't that expensive either. Yes, Gareth Bale costs a lot of money with a loan and whatnot, but that was very much a levy signing. Uh, and I think tactically, you know, this Spurs side has had better, has better foundations than Manchester United. So the back four, okay, yeah, sometimes shaky, but Alderweireld is a good centre-back. Uh, uh, Eric Dyer seems to be in the beginning of his genesis of a proper England, England centre-back. I'm not going to say he's, he's going to be as good as John Terry, but he could definitely be as good as Gary Cahill and Gary Cahill's better moments. And yeah, there's just there's just the, the core of a good squad in there. And a, and when you've got two shooters like Harry Kane and Son, it's going to be so much better. When you, If you look at the stats, I think um, Mourinho's Spurs take less shots compared to late-era Pochettino's Spurs, but they're taking shots far closer to goal. Mm. Um, and they take, well, this is a bit weird for me to say, they're taking shots far closer to goal, but they're also taking shots earlier, if that makes sense. So the time it takes them to get from point A to point B is shorter. But point B is that much closer to the goal. And when you've got two guys like Harry Kane, who, I mean, Harry Kane looks like Harry Kane again. He looks like he's finally at a rest. And not only is he still one of the better number nines in Europe, he's also able to do these sort of pocket passes as a number 10. But you've, you've also got Son Hyun Min, who I think I've been on this podcast numerous times as saying Real Madrid should not have bought Eden Hazard. They should have bought Son because he is quick. He can shoot with both feet. And he, he's younger than Hazard, and he's able to do sort of th- the sort of things that earlier, younger Hazard used to do a lot more. I'm not saying Son is better than Hazard. I'm not saying Son he's a more is worse than Hazard. I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> Son is able to do some Hazard-like things, and Son is young enough right now that I think, I think, I think he's Europe's hidden superstar. Part of that might have to do with the fact he plays for an unfashionable footballing nation. Two things: mm. the injury to Toby Alderweireld. What do you think mm-hmm. that's going to do to Spurs' defense? And the second thing was Gareth Bale. Because Carl's obviously given us, you know, Kane and Son. What mm. happens if we add Bale to that? See, I think with the whole Alderweireld thing, that is a big loss. Because remember, they sold Vertonghen. Carlos Sanchez has sort of been a bit up and down. Eric Dyer is like, is a mixture. Davidson to... Sanchez, Davidson. So, why, was, why do I mix them up? It's the, it's the other dude with the afro. It's Carlos Sanchez. Yes, it's the dude with the afro. That's Carlos Sanchez. Sorry, Davidson Sanchez. Um... Dyer is a makeshift def- defender. He's not really a natural de- defender. Again, but for me, I just think with Mourinho, he's a manager. So it'll be interesting to see how he re- readjusts and copes or who he, he looks to, to try to plug in that hole. But Alderweireld, that's like um, the best defender at Tottenham. But the, but the thing, though, is that because Mourinho is a pragmatist, it may not be as much of an issue as if, let's say, he was much more of an attacking team. Mm-hmm. So what happened when City didn't have Laporte? Liverpool screwed them over. Bale, you see, I'm still waiting to see whether if we're going to see beast mode. That's my thing. I don't know whether was that whether beast mode still there is still beast mode that's still hidden in there within Bale because it's very simple. If you can unleash beast mode, this season is a wrap. It's a wrap, like a beast mode. You think it's a song. wrap? You think you can? You think beast mode Gareth Bale can swing a title race? 100%. That's like 15, 100%. 20 goals and 100%. Like, yeah. what? That is a bold claim, my friend. No, 100%. Like, for me, it's just, it's just that we've not seen Beast Mode since pff, 
a while where like his a season in which this guy is doing beast beast like things. He will he'll come and in and out CL final here over here to here, but a sustained season has he's not been there for like for years because of injury. But like beast mode with Kane and Sunrises in the East, no, it's it's a wrap. Just as I just don't think we we're, we're gonna see beast mode there. So my question is how is Mourinho going to use Bill? Because this looks to me as if Bill will come in and like do an amazing thing in one game, but it's going to leave, lean heavily on the team's character and that's partnership between Kane and Son. Because look, man, what's it called? He had Cole and York. Even if he didn't yield the title, another good one I liked was um, Crespo and Keza at Parma. He had Hasselbank, Gudjonsson, um, to an extent, Henri Bergkamp. So You're bringing up strike partnerships, huh? Okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Hasselbeck and Good Johnson don't belong in that list. Bro, they were very good though. They didn't win a title. But you said no, 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 no. That's why I said um, Kiesa and um, Crespo. One like, further question before we get so, into. Sorry to cut you boys off. Before we get into talking about Manchester City, that I really want to get your thoughts on is the Europa League. Spurs have to play a lot of matches between now and Christmas, including Europa League. If you're Mourinho, I'm you know hypothetically speaking. Yes or no questions from both of you. You're Mourinho right now. Are you going to take the Europa League seriously? Yes. I'm thinking. Think faster. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. But you know what? If I'm Mourinho, I will take the Europa League seriously because there's a better chance they can win that than win the Premier League. Okay. I think okay. Liverpool are, are on one with, with, with Klopp. I think Klopp is... By the way, by the way, this is apropos of nothing except for Have Hope confusing Davidson and Carlos Sanchez. I was thinking, why do a lot of Spanish names end in Ez? So like Sanchez, Gomez, Hernandez, Rodriguez, etc. And I googled it like maybe a few days ago. Ez is kind of like son or the son of. So mm-hmm. you know how we have in English Johnson, Thompson... Uh, Robinson, mm. you know, you take him back, it's Robinson's son or John's son or whomever's son. It's the same thing in Spanish with EZ. So there you go. Lovely. So right Jeopardy then. knowledge. Anyway. Shall we talk about Manchester City? Let's talk about Lep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you gave him the L. Your, your, your thoughts on Lep? He might get found out. <laughs> you know, what I, th- you mean I, by think, found I think. Out, my friend? Hmm? What do you mean by found out? As in, this in this is, as, as, as in as in as in this might be might be as he, this is, he, he signed an extension. No, no, no. This, no, is, as in, this is what I find is really interesting, right? So, at the time we're talking right now, I want to look up the Premier League table because we've just we're recording this just after Southampton have drawn one or with Wolves. But last time I checked, they were thirteenth, possibly eleventh. Let me just double check. Let's look at this Premier League table. Manchester City are thirteenth place. Eight games played. Not everyone's played nine games. So most teams have played nine. City have played eight. If they win the game in hand, what's the most they can be? If they win a game in hand, they can climb up to seventh. But that's it, right? You've got a manager, Manchester City, uh, what, three wins, three draws, two, two losses, 13th place, and Pep signed a new contract. But I feel as if, if this was any other manager of Manchester City, I know, hypothetical, if your aunt had wheels, she'd be a bike. But... Yeah. If this was any other manager, he'd be in the sack race. I feel as if. 
Oh yeah, if that was Pellegrini or Mancini or somebody like that, or Marcus, we'd be talking about is this next. is this the end? Is this the mm-hmm. end? Has they entered the end of their their you know Manchester City life cycle? Whereas what we're talking about is well, he's staying for an extra two years. So now I think you're going to get one of the more interesting eras of Pep Guardiola, perhaps ever. Right? I, I don't in my me- recent memory, I don't remember Guardiola having to refresh a squad. Mm. Yeah, this year's a you know the, this is what the five years he's he's had at Manchester City. Or the longest spell he's had at any club. He had three at Barcelona, where he lost what little of his hair he had left. Uh, then he went to Bayern, and then what little hair he had left went from black to grey. And and now it's City, right? This is his first ever sort of reboot phase. You look at that squad. Kevin De Bruyne is going to be turning thirty soon. David Silva's now gone. I want to say Kyle Walker's turning thirty soon as well. Like he's got players nearing thirty, nearing the sort of. Morris. Uh, no, I think Mars is 27, 28. Right. The point is, you know, this is the first time Pep's really going to have to reboot a squad and a squad that, well, you know, it could probably last those extra two years, but you're not going to be able to rely on Kevin De Bruyne to be a 40 to 50 game a season player in the way that you used to. So, hmm, what are you making of this Manchester City squad? And do you think they are the second best team in the land? Because I know on this podcast, I said they want to win the title and I certainly don't think they are now. I think Carl brings up an interesting point. See, your boy Pep, he's never had to do a rebuild. And I've been trying to say this to people for many years, and they called me a, a hater. I said, oh, you're anti tiki tack and all this stuff. I said, look, this dude is a good, good coach. Copied his coaching ideas from Cruyff, who copied it from the boys back in the 70s from the, from the Dutch crew. And what it is is that his philosophy... Is a very rigid philosophy. He's not a Ferguson. Ferguson was somebody who pretty much destroyed and rebuilt about three or four teams. Wenger was on his way to building a new winning team, but they just didn't want to wait. They wanted to leave. If Wenger was given time and those guys waited, Nazri, Leb, what's it called? We can do it. A what if? What if Eduardo doesn't get that injury against yeah, Leicester City? Just, so it's 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 a it's a very very different trajectory may have for Wenger, but for Pep. I don't think he has the ability to rebuild that. Now, maybe he, he may prove us wrong, and he'll show he can rebuild. I just don't think he knows how to rebuild. He, he, he needs to have I don't players. think the job is to rebuild, though, guys. No, no. It's a two-year contract. It's not rebuild. Yeah, yeah. It's two years. So I, it's a reaching. No, no, have hope. I agree with you. I would like to see him stay for three, four, five, and see, like, okay, when this team is finished, build this it again. This team is finished. Pretty fair, fair enough, fair enough. Really? But, like, but, but, yes. but, I'm, but I mean, like, when they're 31, 32, like, when, when De Bruyne has reached a peak where you're like, okay, is it time to sell him? Like, we're, we're, we're not at that point yet. This is just two more years. Whatever happens in the Premier League happens in the Premier League. But this is all about the, the Champions League, I think. I think they're just banking in these next three seasons, this one and the next two, figure out a way to win it with this team. So De Bruyne is going to stay. You'll have whatever's left of everybody else figure out a way to win the Champions League. And that's what this is all about, at least in my opinion. Because the, the Premier League is what it is. Like, There's only so many you can win, right? But they still haven't gotten to a final of a Champions League yet. And that's what this is about. So I think they're just banking. Who who would we rather have for the next two years or three years that's going to try to win us a Champions League? Well, we'll give it to, in air quotes, the greatest manager of this generation. And that's what they're banking on, I think. And, mm-hmm. Pep's, and Pep knows, like, okay... My two Champions Leagues came with arguably the greatest club side of all time. I went to Bayern after they won a treble and I didn't win it. Where Where's my next best place to win it except here? So I might as well just stay and see what I can do. So I think I think they're kind of stuck with each other in a sense. 
Unless Pep just doesn't want to do club football anymore, but I don't think he's at that age yet. So <laughs> it's interesting. I'm. They didn't play badly. Not well. They had more of that sterile possession, and they're playing in the city way that you know they're going to get the ball a lot, and you know they're going to have some of the shots. And I know, I know for a fact, Gabriel Jesus is better than what he used to be, and is still and is a good Premier League level striker. But I don't know if he's a title winning striker. Maybe this could be as simple as this is all fixed when Sergio Aguero is fully fit and starts playing games. Mm. Um, I'm really enjoying Fernand Torres. He looks like a real player. But but, uh, but you know I, what's they're they're digging themselves a hole that even when their top players return, mm-hmm. is that going to be enough to catch mm-hmm. Liverpool? Chelsea Spurs, maybe not. If we could move on though, because I know we yep. only have you for a limited amount of time, unless you feel like staying. But um, let's talk about United against West Brom. So <laughs> it was a bad game. I, I saw highlights, but I I was looking at my timeline while people were watching it live, and uh, apparently Manchester United played badly. They got a penalty, I think from VAR. <laughs> Fernandez converts. <laughs> they can they take the three points. It seems like Ollie has his tactic uh, set. So talk to me about the game, Carl. Were you in Old Trafford? I was. I was. I'll be in Old Trafford for... I was in Old Trafford for West Brom, and I will be there. By the time this podcast goes out, it will be Tuesday. So I'll be in Old okay, Trafford no. again. This, this this might be a better question. Do you? How do you think fans in the stadium would have affected that United one way or the other? Would it be so much stress and kind of, I don't know, tension? That it could work against them, or you think if fans were in the in in the stadium, that United would up their level in games like this wouldn't be so on a knife's edge. I think they might have been booze. I think they could have been booze at half time, and I think there would have been chance of attack, attack, attack from the Manchester United fan base. United were really, really timid. Um, I think this is a really good question because Ole Gunnar Solskjaer specifically has talked about home form, and he said he doesn't believe in home form anymore. So it was asked to him before the game, did he think this would be the chance for United to get their first home win? And he goes, there are no home games anymore because we're behind closed doors. It's just games. There's no home away. Um, and he's a manager that very much seems like he doesn't enjoy this closed door thing um, because I guess he wants the, the sort of emotional connection you get with the crowd. Of course, that's quite interesting because the flip side of that is if the crowds were there, they might have had a negative emotional connection to him, a negative amount of feedback and that possibly could have pushed him out the door. Not to say, that's not me saying Solskjaer would have been sacked if crowds are around, but, you know, if there was a crowd after the 6-1, for example, that would have put a different element on the international break than, say, if you know, there was nothing there. Um, United were made really hard work, real hard work of, of uh, West Brom and Jordan, And it was just... Watching it, there were two or three times where I was seeing plays on the ball and I was going, what are you doing? What is the point of you on the ball right now? What are you trying to do? Um, Juan Matt, it took me 20 minutes for me to, it took 20 minutes for me to notice Juan Matt was on the field. I wouldn't rank anyone above a six out of 10. Uh, newcomer Alex Talis seemed okay. There was a bit early on where Harry Maguire yelled at him, Alex, Alex, take the ball forward. Basically, you have to move the ball up a bit. Uh, I, I'm I'm now reconsidering my analysis of Harry Maguire. I think quite a few people have called Harry Maguire a ball car- a ball playing centre back. I think I think he's not a ball playing centre back. I think he's a ball carrying centre back. He tend he, he dribbles with the ball a lot more than he passes with the ball. If that makes sense. Yeah, I I, I got you. He's not like he's, he's like a shuttler with the ball. And I think what he does is I think it's really interesting. 
how you and you might see this on Tuesday, but there are moments in time where he will get on the ball and he will look ahead at the defensive midfielder and go, you can't make the pass that I need you to make. So I'm going to take it past you and do it myself. Um, one of United's best chances in the first half came from him making an interception, drop, bombing forward. And I was going, pass it to Martial, pass it to Martial. And if you look at the replay, I wrote this on the Athletic, if you look at the replay, Martial is, is you know, pointing forward his hand, put it there. Um, Maguire decides not to and lays it off to Rashford. Rashford plays across, gets to Bruno. Bruno plays it to Martial. And Martial has a shot that he probably should put in the back of the net. Uh, I wrote about this for the Athletic as well. So there's a long-standing problem in Manchester United right now where Bruno Fernandes is the only one making line-breaking passes with any regularity. Paul Pogba can do it, but he's on the bench and all injured. Uh, I think Donny van der Beek can do it, but Donny van der Beek hasn't started a Premier League game for Manchester United yet. Juan Mata is meant to be in the team because he can do it, but Juan Mata is 32 years of age and hasn't been able to do that sort of thing against quick, consistent teams for some time. So you've got this thing now where there were, there were at least two points in time. No, sorry. There were at least three to four segments between the 20th and 25th minute when United just squandered chances because they weren't making the right pass at the right time because players are going, this pass is too risky, so I'm not going to do it. And then later on in the second half, after they were goal up, I was seeing players look left and look right and go, where's Bruno? Instead of trying to make the right pass themselves, they'll try and find Bruno so Bruno can play, make the right pass. And this is a real problem because when Bruno's in form, you can get away with it-ish because Bruno is the type of person that will make those passes all the time and he's not going to get lose confidence. But when he's not in form, and I'd say, I mean, his Everton game was really good, but I wouldn't say he's been stunning to the start of this season. You're relying on one person to bail you out constantly over the space of a 38-game season. It, you're gonna, you're not going to win as many games as you need to win to end up in the Champions League. It's mm. a real worry for Manchester United. He's, he's getting sacked, like, you know. <laughs> Sokshe is going to get sacked eventually. There is no way that he's going to last in the job. I've always said that for United, what they have to do, the best thing for them to do is, similar to Barcelona, sell Pogba. It's just not going to work. If you just sell him, move ahead, it benefits um, both parties, you know, because I just think, like... So the question is, let me, let me throw a question to you guys. If Pochettino comes... Same exact players. How much better do they do? Because my thing is, is this really a case of a change of manager? Or is it that, okay, no, you need to change manager, but the team needs to be rebuilt. The actual function of the team and the squad needs to be built. Like, mm. there's something wrong with the nucleus of the team. What is the nucleus of Manchester United? If you were ask me to write the team sheet right now, it's Harry it's David Hare in goal, Harry Maguire at centre-back, uh, Aaron Wan-Bissaka at right-back. That one is could be up for debate. And then ahead of them... Bruno it's Bruno, I know Bruno, Bruno Fernandes is going to be the 10, and then Martial is the 9, and Rashford on the left, and then someone else on the right-hand side. Like the rest of it, you can kind of guess. Who is going to be Harry Maguire? Like who is Harry Maguire's best centre-back partner? It might be Lindelof. Uh, is Lindelof at the moment, but Axel Tuenzebi might be more complementary skills because he's got better recovery pace. Um, Aaron Wan-Bissaka is really good because he shuts down the entire right-hand side. But if you're going to play against a team that isn't, really going to attack that well, then do you need to play wan or do you want to play Brandon Williams? If you think about it, against West Bromwich Albion, at home, at home, in air quotes, Aaron wan is a great defender, but doesn't get forward too much. So wouldn't it be better to play Brandon Williams, who does want to do some overlaps, so that way you can attack down the left and the right? Is that sort of question? Or against West Bromwich Albion, you know, possibly one of the smaller teams in the league, do you need to play two defensive midfielders in Nemanja Matic and Fred? Or can you play uh, a defensive midfielder like... And this is one of the problems because none of Manchester United's defensive midfield players are good enough to play by themselves. I feel as if 
a lot of problems at Manchester United now ultimately stem from the fact they got beaten 6-1 by Spurs. And Solskjaer is applying the handbrake to that team. He's like, right, I don't want anyone to get this back four, so I'm going to make sure they're well protected by having two defensive midfielders, by having Juan Mata playing ahead of them so Juan Mata can do all the passing from those defensive midfielders because all the defensive midfielders need to do is tackle and pass. And that's why United... They were embarrassed into caution. I think that I think they might have been embarrassed in the caution. I think there is a lot of cumulative scar tissue on this Manchester United side. I think when you consider who, I mean, Mourinho's final years, final months weren't great, and and the morale there seemed to be quite low about you know how he was sulking and how certain players were just really unhappy. Solskjaer made that better, and then the way they started eighteen nineteen, they just got quite embarrassed again until Bruno turned up. And I think there's a lot of players there going, I don't want to do this in case I get yelled at by the fans or people on social media. I don't know that sounds like a very odd statement to say, but some of these players do check these things. And I'm speaking just as a journalist and some of the criticism I get about Manchester United really hurts me and carries my day. So it's a really difficult situation. You've got a back four that's shaky, a defensive midfield pivot that can't really make line-breaking passes. And then ahead of them, you haven't got a right back. You haven't got a right winger. You've got Juan Mata or Mason Greenwood, or if you want to play Dan James, <laughs> uh, you've got all these questions. The of Caucasian like, Usain Bolt. Right? You've got all these questions of, of you've got at least, I'd say in a, in a starting 11, you've got arguably four square pegs. Now you say, how much better can Pochettino, and I, I'm sorry, I'm going to say Pochettino. Pochettino is just blank name for a, a manager. How much could he improve this Manchester United? So I'm not sure yet, but I'd say there is... I'm, I'm going to pause here and make sure I'm using my words very quickly, carefully. One thing that I find really interesting about this Manchester United team, especially under <laughs> Tosha, is... I love what Crowd does this. When he, re, when he rewords things, he'll go, okay, no. And then he'll, in his phrase, he's like, okay. One thing I find really interesting... Yeah, right. One thing I find really interesting about this Manchester United team is... no one, You've never heard a leak about them hating training. Right? So, that you heard leaks about Van Hal's training being really boring and they weren't allowed to take shots. You heard leaks about how Mourinho's training were really bad and nothing was happening. I've never heard a leak about Solskjaer's training. I've never heard anyone say they don't like the training under Solskjaer. So as far as I understand it, Solskjaer probably doesn't take as much training as we think. And it's mostly done by Mike Phelan, who was there under Ferguson, um, Michael Carrick and Kieran McKenna, right? So that's someone who was there back in the day, back in the day, and then two relatively novice coaches. So the coaching is probably fun. Is the coaching massively advanced on the same level as Jurgen Klopp, Pep Guardiola, or maybe Ralph Hassan I don't know yet. And when I'm seeing loads of players make safe passes rather than line-breaking ones, I'm beginning to get worried. Mm. So I think that that's the question. It's not, would Pochettino turn Manchester United into, turn this Manchester United squad that has is all lopsided and still needs a right winger and still needs a proper defensive midfield and still needs this, would he make them better? I think the question is, would a different manager, and it doesn't have to be Pochettino, would he, would a different manager employ different coaching methods to get this Manchester United team to play a different system? And that's the, I don't know yet. All I have to say. Uh, any more Premier League questions before I run away? Um, you know, there's stuff on Arsenal and Liverpool, but well, there is there is one <laughs> I'll, question. I'll talk, about, I'll talk about Liverpool uh, and any questions you've got, I'll answer them. Liverpool 3, Leicester nil. So much for crisis, right? You know, no Van Dijk, no Salah with coronavirus. 3-0 against... Someone close to the table. <laughs> Brendan just... watches let Jurgen Klopp live in his house and this is how Jurgen Klopp replace him. Really? <laughs> like in real life? 
Yeah, Jurgen Klopp, Jurgen Klopp rented out uh, Brendan Rodgers' house in Liverpool for the early stages of his managerial tenure. And then I think it was two years ago, Liverpool just bought the house off Rodgers for him. Um, so, they were, so I think when they played in when they played last season, they asked Rodgers, what's Jurgen Klopp like as a tenant? And he's like, he's really nice. He always pays rent on time. And then Liverpool basically went, when the last time Klopp signed his contract, Liverpool bought him the house. I went, yeah, we want him to stay forever, um, which is fun. It's also one of those things that the amount of money Liverpool spent on buying the house for Jurgen Klopp, they could have turned their women's team into a much better women's team. But anyway, that game showed me Jurgen Klopp is the best manager in the world right now. I don't think you can make a convincing argument that there's a better manager in the world than Jurgen Klopp. But I'm not saying he's like light years ahead, but I think he's I think he's the best in the world right now. To do what he's doing and to have a Liverpool side that can do so many things when they've had so many injuries and or players missing is remarkable. Um, and obviously, you know, he's had time. This is their fifth season, fourth season, fifth, fourth season of him in charge. Mm, and yeah. Yeah, two, came in 2015. So obviously this is his fifth season. Eight, yeah. It's taken time for him to get to this point and they weren't always this great. And you're seeing like the culmination of a five-year project. But even when they're not great, they're still better than most teams in the league. And, you know, I am a little bit more concerned about Naby Keita getting injured again because I, I really would like Naby Keita to be a good football player. I would still like him to apologise for some off-the-pitch comments made about him. But we can talk about that on another podcast. But I, I think this Liverpool team, when it... it even when it's not finely oiled and, and well strung, it's still doing well. And like Diogo Jota, man, when he went to Liverpool, I went, oh, they're, they're buying another Saudi Amane from Southampton. That's what's going to happen again. I didn't expect it to be this good this quickly. Uh, and the amount of pressure, well, pressure he's put on Roberto Firmino has been really interesting. And I thought Firmino was going to be dusted or his time might have gone. But the fact he got the third goal as well has been quite nice. Liverpool. That they're, they're they're even better than I thought they'd be. From one point, you know, Leicester City have just shown that they're a joke and they can't be taken oh, seriously. Buddy. So <laughs> that's 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 first off the, the the bats because I was told that this was supposed to be a game in which we should be pumped up, excited. This should be a big game. After Jota scored, I just turned off the screen and I I went to go and finish my cooking because I was like, hey, man, what's this trash? So, but also at the same time, it just shows that you're gonna you're gonna club. Damn good manager, you know. And I think Pep can learn a lot from Klopp in terms of, okay, when the chips are down, you have injuries and so forth. Do you have a plan B? Do you have a plan C? Do you have a plan Z? You may find Jota to be one of the signings of the season. And the key thing is that the Jota I'm seeing for Liverpool isn't the Jota I saw for Wolves. The Jota I saw for Wolves was, yeah, pretty good. But that's what Klopp can do. He can take, identify a good player and make him amazing. The money at Southampton isn't the money at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. The Salah at Fiorentina, Roma wasn't isn't the Salah at Liverpool. These mm-hmm. guys were good, but it is how much better he makes them mm. is 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 one of the best. And I think what's also interesting so, though is the money the money in Liverpool's first season on the club is not the money we're seeing now. Like Mane's had at least two or three different versions within Liverpool because Klopp has taught him how to do certain things. You know, when Mane first turned up, he wasn't he was attacking the ball a lot more and he, he wasn't really doing passing and build up play. Then when Coutinho left and Salah came in, Klopp went, I need you to take on some of Coutinho's burden. Can you do it? And Mane's like, yeah, cool. I can do this for you. Um, I think Klopp, uh, Klopp, not only is Klopp one of the finer attacking coaches in, here's how you do the pit, pat, pit, pat, pit, pat, pit passing between your midfield and your striking. I also really enjoy just how inventive he is when he has a problem. And yes, look, some of the problems he has just solved by spending loads of money. Let's not pretend he's doing us on a threadbare budget. 
he needed a better goalkeeper, so he broke the record for a goalkeeper. He needed a better centre back, so he spent seventy five million on Virgil Van Dijk. But there are there <laughs> he's are not certain. Poor. Yeah, he's not poor. He's clever. He's clever. He's also rich. Um, but like certain things, such as you know that season where they the only other left back was Alberto Moreno, so he went to. James Milner went, do you want to be left back? And Milner said, I don't know, I don't know if I want to get the ball enough. I went, trust me, I'm going to find a way for you to get the ball enough. And it worked for a bit, um, which is why I think, it's why I think he's one of the best, uh, it's why I think he's the best manager in the world. Uh, and why, when Liverpool say they're not going to buy another centre-back in January, I, I, I'm i not concerned. Well, I say concerned. I, I don't think Liverpool will be worse off for not doing that in the same way that, when Manchester City didn't buy a centre back, going, oh, you're in trouble. Or when Manchester City don't buy a left back, going, you need a left back. Or when Manchester City don't buy a better defensive midfielder than Rodri, I'm going, are you sure? Okay, so there is one question here that has your name in it. So I'll read it. From Jax365, he says, How does Daniel and Carl, if he's on the show, feel with Have Hope's agendas? Do they make you feel angry, confused, or embarrassed? <laughs> and to have hope, what is your top five players who you loved and liked, but they let you down? Daniel and Carl can correct them if he fails to answer. So, do we feel any type of way based on have hope's agendas? Uh, really? I used to get so mad. I used to get so mad. I used to get hot. And if you listen to some of these early episodes from like 2017 to 2018, I used to be so mad. I'm sorry, I swore. But it's okay. um, I mean, now I agree with Have Hope on quite a few things, right? I see, <laughs> I see. He's he's making a lot of points. So I'm like, okay, all right then. I mean, this makes sense. And there's so there's some things that make sense to Have Hope's internal logic that I go. I've just I've just listened to him for so long that even if it doesn't make sense, I know it makes sense to him. So therefore, it makes sense. Exactly. To me. See now, this this is why at the beginning. Like when you first came on, it's why you guys had like beef, or at least it felt that way, and that's why it almost felt like sometimes I didn't have a a man in the fight because I've listened to Have Hope for so long that even if I don't agree with him, I just need to know what do you mean by footballer? What yep. do you mean by best? What do you mean? What do you by mean great? by tech? What do you mean by technical? Exactly, and then when it went, and then when he, when he explains it, I might not agree, but when he says it, it doesn't make me mad because I know what he means. So, Carl, all you had to do was just hang around long enough to figure out what what, the, what does he mean by f- technical footballer? And then even if you, you can agree with it or disagree with it, but you understand. So, no, I'm not embarrassed by Have Hope's opinion. Sometimes, actually, yes, I am. I mean, but, sometimes but, but, Hope o- says, but only when I'm added in them. Like, sometimes I, it's not Hope me. says egregious stuff. Sometimes <laughs> I'm on Twitter and I'm going, that is just wrong. But also because it's been four years, sometimes you know. Whereas before, I'd immediately barge in and go, "How dare you be wrong?" I'm like, you know what? It's true to him. He can have it. You know what? Stuff Calling people a brick. The Brick Academy is a fantastic invention. Stuff that's not football annoys me more than stuff that is football <laughs> sometimes. So when you talk the Brick about Academy movies, is a great invention. Yeah. Um, the Horseman is one of the great things where. So the horseman is a great example of how things make sense to have hope and only to have hope. And if you think about it for too long, your head work. So hope admits you need to win. You know, it's it's the horseman, but there's more than four of them. <laughs> and you need to win a World Cup to win. You need a World Cup to win to be a horseman. But also JJ Okoche is a horseman, and it's that sort he's of. He's not actually. He's not. He's not a horseman anymore. 
No, 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 no. He was never a. a yeah, no, a, a he horseman. never was. No, no, you no. said he, you said he was in like a different area of horseman. No, no, I said like he's he's special, but he's not a horseman. Especially okay. because he's not a Nigerian. But see, see, my oh, thing yeah. is like his horseman criteria is so weird that his favorite players don't even qualify. So Robin can't be one. Yeah, but he'll fight you about Robin verbally anyway. I don't know if he's it's uh, a fight. So it's yeah, fine. Fights physically, you know. <laughs> so yeah, do they? Do I? Okay. Do they make me feel angry? Sometimes confused. Never really, and then embarrassed. Not anymore. So that would be my answer. Um, and he wants to know who your top five players are that you loved, but they let you down. Double A. No, no, no. I only have there's no five. I only have one. Bal- Balotelli. Balotelli. That's it. Oh. Yeah. The, there, there is that no gift of him pointing to Sadov still gets me. <laughs> all right, Carl. That's I think that's all. That meant. That's all good. All right. I'm gonna run off. Uh, anyone listen to this? Congratulations on the on the Marcus Rashford. Yeah, man. Book, that's, that's crazy, I don't think man. we've talked save, about that, but that's save me a copy, huge, man. man. Save, save, save me a book, man. Save me a copy, bro. Yes, thank you. Um, is, so, is it fantasy fiction? So it's it's going to be a non-fiction children's book. It's called "You Are a Champion," uh, with other semicolons and other uh, commas. Hopefully, going to be something to help children between the ages of eleven to sixteen. Uh, it's targeted not just the boys, boys and girls. Uh, we're working with sports psychologist Katie Warner to put in a framework of positive thinking. And to make sure this is a book where we can really apply some of the life lessons Marcus has learned from both football and his upbringing to to provide something substance for the next generation. I think it's really dope that they mentioned. Like, I would assume stuff like this had happened before, but they wouldn't mention maybe one of the writers. They'd be like, Marcus Rashford wrote it by himself. So I think it's dope. It's, it's dope that they like actually push you in like the the press briefing. Like, you know, mm. Carl Anker from the Athletic is in it. So that's dope. Yeah, it will be out in May. So yeah, uh, I, I writing, my bro. Topic, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, write your ass I know, I know. I'm I'm only up in one in every ten podcasts on talking tactics nowadays, but it might have to be one in every twenty between now and uh, basically the end of the season. But I'll I'll be sure to to come back for some euros and for some more discussion. I will obviously be back to plug the book when the book is finished. But thanks mm-hmm. for having me. And honestly, like you asked me if how I feel about half hopes, views and opinions. You've got to bear in mind in 2016, I did this podcast as a guest on a whim because I basically got sacked from a job. I needed something to do creatively and, and Daniel reached out. And even when I was unemployed and had nothing to do, the way I always said was at least, you know, even if I did nothing all week, I could do talking tactics and I get one productive thing done. And this was a time where I didn't really consider myself a football journalist. And lo and behold, four years later, not only am I a football journalist, I appeared to be, a football journalist people think is worth paying money to read and now I'm working with a golden boy nominee so uh, mm. thank you boys well done man it's a great, great story congratulations man, man. I'm off nice one, take, man. Care. take care enjoy your talk about Serie A yep. bye peace <sighs> interesting man interesting. that's my friend man that's our boy man he made it it's a great trial I had Arsenal written down ooh um, Pepe's red cards. You have any issues with that? Well, people weren't, weren't people calling him like a black bastard or, or something online or something. <laughs> <laughs> do you know sometimes? So, sometimes a black footballer will do something, and I'll be very tempted to type their name and N I G G E R, 
Get just, up, nigger. Just, just to see. Come on, here, nigger. Just to see, and it's and normally it's like, it's not even white people. It'll be people from Pakistan or India or Saudi Arabia, someplace, and they'll just be calling him all crispity, crackety, crunchity, this is and that. But I didn't do that this time. But I'm sure I could have. But you know, look, he had what's it, it, dude? We all do it, man. <laughs> we all do it. <laughs> I've never yeah. had butted anyone in my life. Because I'm scared that would hurt my head. So okay, so look, my okay, he headbutted someone. He got sent off. Ateta didn't protect him, even though Venga would. Um, and then people are saying, "You, you black piece of shit." <laughs> like I mean, but but my main thing is that why is he a nigger coon monkey because he headbutted someone, which is what someone always does. I'm like, I don't understand that leap. Like, that's quite a huge I, leap I understand happen. it from the mind of a person that would go that far. It's like, I love Arsenal it's, it's, so it's, much, it's trigger, and you did something to hurt Arsenal, so I'm going to say the worst thing I can to hurt you. And then we get racial slurs. So, it kind of makes sense. Bad sense, but, you know, it's not a logical leap. No, 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 but, but, but yeah, I feel it, for Pepe, man, because he came in with so much hype. 72 okay, million. Okay, you feel for him in, in what way? Based off the insults and the incidents, or just based off him failing and his potential and, and the money that, that was paid? I feel bad for him, like, on multiple levels. There's one level where it's like, was Arsenal the best place to go? Yes, it was. But Chelsea wanted you too. You just had to wait a year and you would have been bought. Maybe instead of Ziyech or somebody like but that. But then, should we, should we go deeper? Maybe Pepe just isn't that dude. Maybe but all he, he is, is... he looks no, like it for, no, 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 for Leo. But, but maybe he's... Remember um, Tarapt? Yes. Adult Tarapt. Dude ended up... Do you know how much ability that guy had? But he just wasn't... <clears throat> there are guys who have... <clears throat> ability. Water? No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. There are guys who have the ability... And the guys who are the finished article and Corona. no, sorry, who know how to apply their their ability. He lacks application. How so, do you know? You don't know him. I test. <clears throat> the I test can't tell you effort. Can't I test is undefeated. I test is undefeated, bro. Trust me. <laughs> it's, no, it, just, the, the I test can't fail. I, I don't think. Fail. I don't think he's as bad as he's playing. Like, there's clearly talent there. There's clearly a a, a good right winger there. It's just, I don't know, there's something maybe about Arsenal that's just, that doesn't jive with him, you know? And if he went to a different club, perhaps he'd get a better feeling or just a better place to play or whatever it is. I'm more willing to blame Arsenal than I am to blame Pepe. By the way, these guys can't create chances, but Ozil's just sitting at home, just twiddling his thumbs, playing Fortnite or whatever he's up to. I don't understand some of these clubs where they're just like, okay, we have Ozil, arguably the greatest creator of his generation from midfield anyway. So we're just not going to play him even though we can't score? What sense does that make? It doesn't make any sense. Daniel, it's it's, it's not football reasons. I know it's not for. Look, we can get into China and what they're doing to Muslim people in China. We We can get into Turkey. And it's not what's going reasons. on with Erdogan? It's we can get into so many reasons. other things that Ozil's about. But the point is, football. you're paying him because he's a footballer. 
Mm. Play him. Because it's not football reasons. What are you saying? They're, it's not football reasons, man. What's what's a bigger reason? <sighs> we obviously don't know. No, look, Daniel, let's just let's just deal with this factually. You have a player of the ability of Ozil and is not in the squad. That makes no logical sense. And any rubbish that Arteta says that, oh no, because it doesn't fit in my squad is a complete bold faced lie. Ozil is part of the twenty five best players at Arsenal. That, that's a fact. So let's 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 just let's just <laughs> he's not even in the squad to yes, be he's not, not in the squad. Come on. <laughs> so one hundred percent, it's a political thing from the club where Arteta's hands are tied. So it's it's so it's just it it frustrates me so much. No, no, because what's it called? I think they said like this. And is, he didn't do anything wrong. Like what but, he said was real life. Look at it. Two games, back to back. No, shot. I didn't think they've not had a shot on target in both of these games. If only we had a great number ten line yeah, around. If we really had somebody who could actually create. Oh, who could it be? I don't know. Uh, okay, we spent enough time in England. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Now I tweeted this out. People got annoyed or whatever it was, but I said if Zlatan carries AC Milan to a Serie A title or a Scudetto, if you want to be fancy, that paints over, glosses over the fact that he hasn't won a Champions League. And people got some people got annoyed, some people agreed, whatever it was. Because but, they're referring to a merchant. Well, it, it was only one tweet, so I can't really explain the whole thing. Well, you know, well, I'm, I'm, I'm limited to, there's, to, there's, to there's, a certain amount no, of characters. There's nothing to explain. I saw the tweet. You're referring to a merchant. Well, the, and everybody's and a fairy tale for, merchant. No, no, they're not. You, I'm a realist. You fall for the first because you want that. Oh my gosh, Ibra wins it. Forty years old, just about the Champions League. He's one of the greats, and then you'll do with all your massive tweets and everything, and you'll forget the fact of like this guy came in with crazy potential, amazing hype, and he played for some of the best AC Milan teams, Juventus teams, He's been Milan playing teams, and never got to the Champions League final. In the collective consciousness, I think since he was 17. Okay. So he's been playing for 22 years. Okay. At the top is? level. And that what? is unheard of, especially for like outfield players. Oh if he was a goalkeeper, okay. And people still even How give much lower trash. do you want to lower the benchmark? How much it's lower? not lowering the benchmark. It's like yes, it is. this is yes, one. Is. This is one of the criterias that I'm going in for greatness, longevity, and this is a different type of longevity. And and considering he tore his ACL when he was 36, 37, and what he's do do still at 39, 26, 27. You're just changing the narrative to fit your narrative. Hold you're on. Sure. Wait you're a minute. No, 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 Okay, like, to I, fit your, your, your narrative. I didn't think I'd be getting this level of antagonism in return. Hold on. Why is Ronaldo one of your goats? R9. Yes. Not Cristiano. Come on. Have you, have, you heard of a, have, have you heard of something called the World Cup? I have. Have you heard of something called literally the worst kind of... Your knee, his knee exploded. I got you. Ripped two bits. And then what did and he, he do? He came back in a World Cup, mm-hmm. became top scorer. What did he do in the and final? And scored the only goals in the semi and in the final. Greatness. Goat level. I do not... Don't dis- you dare. Don't you I dare. do not do argue not with... Okay, so... Don't dare put in that. Don't, don't you try and bring a... Make an analogy <laughs> with a Ibrahimovic. Don't even try it, Daniel. Don't you dare try it. Don't you dare try it, man. Oh, no, no. I mean, look, listen. All I'm saying is... No, no, no. Ibra- that's not all you're saying. Don't, on his don't, 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 don't level, Ibrahimovic had a catastrophic knee injury. As an old, as an older that man, sick, man, it wasn't as bad. Obviously, like what happens to Ronaldo, it's even hard to look at the footage. Like, it's not even fun. He missed literally years or a year and some change. Um, 
is it the 2000 2001 season where it's just there's nothing there he did he didn't play a second and then either side of the other seasons he didn't play so what ronaldo did to come back in 2002 and to do what he did at a world cup is incredible okay we're not arguing with that i'm just using that as an example right to where you could maybe pick up what i'm where i'm going ibrahimovic had an injury of his own obviously not as bad but for him to come back and do what he did in MLS, I didn't think that was going to be possible. But he went to MLS and G'd up to the point where he was like, you know what? I think I'm too good for these guys. <laughs> so I'm going to go to Italy. And what he did last season in Milan, you were like, oh, okay, this is cool. Like, I don't think he should be doing this, but let's see where it goes the next season. He, I think he has 10 goals this season. He's leading Serie A in terms of goals, number ahead of Ronaldo, um, and he has he's bringing Milan from. I mean, they were in football purgatory. I mean, we've lamented for years on this podcast about the state oh, okay. so, oh, of oh, so, so AC Milan like, that, like the, that, the that these guys are the biggest <laughs> disgrace in football, considering where they were in the mid two thousands. For them to be. No, not even in Champions League, not even in Europa League. They they gave up Europa League football because they didn't have money for it or something so, crazy like that. So so let me guess, this ends with you saying he's top five strikers of all time. I would never say anything like that. Okay. Now, this, what are you this, saying? This isn't a have-hope hangout. Would, don't take me as one. Not to disrespect anybody that goes on the hangout. <laughs> you just, no, no, you just, you just did. But, um, so... <laughs> What so so what so what exactly are you saying? You've just, I'm saying you've, you've been that, waffling for the last minutes about how this guy's an old guy doing so. What is the points you're making? So I can refute the, the the points you're making. You can't refute my point. Yes, yes, guys, I can because you you're going to make a point that makes. I'm no saying sense. that if Zlatan, considering his age, considering yeah. the form he's playing in, consider the fact that he came back from injury, and considering okay. the the just the depth of trashness. That AC Milan have been exhibiting for the past seven, eight, nine years. Ever since they won the league with Ibrahimovic the last time. They've been ass. If okay. he can get this team to winning Serie A above a team that's won it nine times in a row. Okay. For me, that alleviates some of the burden that I would have against him by the fact that he never won the Champions League. So basically, you've, not, you've, you've pretty much not made, it, made any points. So basically, what you've said is that no, it's still, not. No, no, it's no, no, not a no. point. Let me, it's let, an me, let, me, let me let me translate what he what he just said. So what he just said was, you still hold the fact that he's not won a champion against him, yes. but you just don't hold it up against him as much. So you've just yes. Re- what it's an opinion. I'm not making a, a a point. I'm not calling him Ibrahimovic will be the top third, but or he'll be so top five, same, top ten. So like we're I said, still in the same place as as we were. If or if he wins or doesn't no, win the league, no. If, yes, if, we are because you've not made a critical point as to this is how I I'm not going to view him. I don't. I don't have the same analysis of football as you. Like you are the person that wants to have. I have a tier one, a tier two, a tier three. You're in the Brick All Academy C, Brick Academy B, Brick Academy A. I, I don't have it you in my said, brain like that. I don't have it stratified to where you just Brit- said, Daniel. You just said that mm-hmm. if he wins the league with Syria at forty. Yes, you will or still hold the fact that he, he hasn't won the Champions League, but you just I wouldn't hold, hold it against, it against him, as him as much. Oh my God. <laughs> but you still will hold it against him. 
Of course, that's a blemish. The so same way I'd hold it against Ronaldo that he never so won the Champions the League. Doesn't mean anything. The same way I'd hold it anything. against Maradona that he never won a European Cup. So you play, you play for Barcelona, didn't you? Like, how come you couldn't win it? In terms of that, that holds weight. But obviously, there are things that you can do to where I don't hold that against you as much. So, so for instance, Ronaldo never won a Champions League. People, the kids these days, will hold it against him. I think about it like, bro, he tore his knee to shreds. Came back and won a World Cup when he had no right to do it. I'm not going to hold the Champions League against him as much. It's still a blemish, but it's not as big as you're trying to make it out just because you love Cristiano and his six or however many he has. Don't give me that. You love Messi. Huh? Messi did this. Messi did that. Maradona was dealing with Napoli. Napoli have won two Scudettos in their history. The, the only reason they won them was because of Diego Armando Maradona. That's the only reason they won them. So I'm not going to hold it against him that he never won a, a European Cup, but it's still a blemish. So the, all I'm saying is... It's, it's if, not actually. If you don't win a Champions League or you don't win a World Cup, which Ronaldo and Maradona don't have to worry about, but for Ibrahimovic, he plays for Sweden, so we get that. So if you're not going to win a Champions League, you have to give me easy. other stuff. You have to give me something where I'm like, okay, damn, like, as you would say, <laughs> degree of difficulty. Don't, 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 don't. Dod, degree of difficulty, dot. So yeah, I, I, I would need stuff like that. So this would be a feather in Ibrahimovic's cap to wear again. I don't have to hold you not winning the Champions League against you as much. The way football analysis is headed, all these kids are going to care about is numbers and YouTube comps. That's all they're going to care about. If you give Ibrahimovic, put up anybody's top 10 goals, and you put it on YouTube, in 2100... Some kid's going to look up, what, what, what were they doing in 2007 or whatever? And they're going to look up Ibrahimovic and they're going to see his top 20. They're going to be like, yo, this guy is incredible. And that's all they're going to care about. Or they're going to look up like, you know, Cristiano has however many Champions Leagues. He was the GOAT. He, he scored 900 goals. He's the GOAT. That kind of stuff. But for actual people who look at the games, I think Ibrahimovic's accomplishment, if, obviously this is a bunch of ifs, if he wins Serie A, I think that's going to be a historical achievement that somebody years from now will be able to be like, yeah, he didn't win that, but he did this. Right now, Ibrahimovic doesn't have a, but he did that. Can you think of anything? Overhead kick against England. No, that's, yeah, but that's like individualness, like a team achievement where it's like, yeah, but he did this. Yeah, no, he he doesn't have one. He doesn't have one yet. And this would be his, yeah, but. Everybody else has a, yeah, but. Maradona has his, yeah, but. Ronaldo has his yeah but, Messi Cristiano obviously, uh, Drogba has his yeah but, like yeah he's he doesn't have that many goals in the in the in the Premier League. Jamie Vardy has more goals than him, but I can go yeah, but does Jamie Vardy have a Champions League? No, so get the f- out of here. <laughs> I I can put that on the table like 2012. I can put that on the table. There's nothing there's nothing I can put on the table for Ibrahimovic as yet. You can try to put the domestic cups up there, or just like oh, he's won. However many Eredivisies and Scudettos and French Cups. <laughs> he won League on a bunch. Like, I'm not putting that on the table. But taking out Juventus at 40? Now that's something I can put on the table. And I want to have something to put on the table for Ibrahimovic because I like the guy. I'm, I'm Now I'm speaking in circles and now I'm waffling. But the point is, I don't have the analysis that you have. I don't have a ranking of my top 10 strikers. And then if you Ibrahimovic should. does this, then I put him up to 8th or... Whatever it is. I don't have one of those. I'm done. No 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 response. Alright. 
<laughs> no, 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 no. It's, no, I mean, no, no. Look, look, mom. I, I, I hear what she's saying. I reject what you say. <laughs> and you know, people just leave it as he that. Said you know? that I reject. <laughs> so. Um. So they beat Napoli three-one. But didn't he have? He's got a, a hamstring injury, doesn't he? Yeah. So he 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 could be out for the season. Stop it! Not a hamstring. Look, they said it's serious. He could be out for the season. Now, look, I would love for Ibra to, to do this. It would be a great story, but Juventus are winning 10 in a row, and we're going to have a Serie A discussion at the end of the season. Either way, I win. If Ibra does it, I, that's a win. Mm-hmm. If, Juve, if Juve win 10 in a row, we win. How do we, we win? <laughs> we've been wanting 10 in a row since it was 6 on this podcast. It's like, yo, make it 10. <laughs> like, just disrespect the league to a point where there's there's no doubt. So, oh man, ten in a row. Like, no, that's 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 that would be that would be something. By the way, I think we need to have a conversation about Lukaku. This guy's saving Antonio Conte's bacon. I don't Look, know if that's a saying. No, 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 but... no. Look, let me um keep it real with you, and nobody will. Fine, but a lot of people owe Lukaku an, an, an apology. You do, and I think Tim's. Yeah, Tim's. Basically, put it this way. He's been so maligned and so insulted, especially if United. And yet it was justifiably so. But my thing about it is that I was one of those guys that insulted him. I was one of those guys that called him Tims. But I've come out and say, now this guy's a top striker. But many of those guys who insulted him, they find it hard to... The pride won't let, allow them to say sorry. It's also, it's also the pride. And also as well, it doesn't fit the, the narrative. You know, big, black and clumsy just seems to be something people want to hold on to. <laughs> But now that's dark-skinned big black guy who is actually technically good left-footed and is pretty much, as you say, saving Conte, who is pretty much breaking the top for Inter Milan. <laughs> they can't bring themselves to be like, no, this guy is an extremely good striker. Like an yeah. extremely good striker. And and also, he's got a very good football brain. Do you know what's making it's me just, happy? You know? It's like all of... The, like, there was so much smoke United fans have for Mourinho. He's currently making it look... Oh. There's so much smoke they have for Lukaku, like when he was sold, like, yeah, get rid of him. Now we can play Martial and Rashford and all the other kids. United are looking... Re- <laughs> the amount know, of I'm just so, eggs so on their face. I'm so happy you brought that up, because what does this now show? Because the narrative The common was, denominator is Manchester United. Is Manchester United. Because the narrative was supposed to be, oh, Lukaku is just trash. Mourinho is finished. But look at what Mourinho is doing with Tottenham, with support. Look at what Lukaku is now doing... At Inter with a proper manager and a safe system. So, no, United, no, you're the problem. <laughs> you're the issue. So, yeah. which is why United fans, they will never bring themselves to I, I, I admit it. They, no. they never would. There have been people who've been suggesting that, based on what Mourinho is doing with Spurs, that maybe this does mean that we need to have a deeper dive into the happenings of his time at Manchester United. But Manchester United fans don't want to do that. Because then they'd actually have to reckon with their thinking for the past, I don't know, two, three years since he's been gone. Everything was just Mourinho's fault. We bring in Ali, everything's good. Uh, I don't know about right now. But... All right, let's take a quick trip quick trip to Spain. A Spain. Atletico beat Barcelona for maybe one of the first times with Diego Simeone. No, no, first time ever. Yeah, you can Well, well, that. in the league. Not Champions League he's beaten, but first time ever Simeone has beat Barcelona in La Liga. What happened in the football match? Oh, Daniel, thank you for coming to me. Um, this is the first time in which Barcelona were thoroughly outplayed by Atletico Madrid. Normally what happens is Atletico are very pra- pragmatic and Barcelona are the team playing the football. And it's bad Barcelona and mostly Messi's creativity and craftiness that creates a goal to score. First time ever where Atletico played the football, they outplayed Barcelona. And they were just moving the ball around very 
just just with with total ease. Jao Felix now looks like a player, given the freedom, expressing himself, taking up great positions, doing nice flicks and tricks. But Carrasco, I thought when he went to go and get the bag in China, he would come back and just show the, the decline. But bro, this guy has just picked up where he, he left off. So I said to myself that what could Carrasco have been if he had never taken that day tour to China and just kept at Atletico Madrid? You know, so while that's the one thing I wanted to talk about from this game was Carrasco mm. and more broadly speaking. Oh no, no, okay, China. But, 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 but yeah, but let me just run. But this. finish, so, yes, 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 finish. But look, the the goal that was scored by Carrasco was a, a damn good good goal. Um because ball came through Carrasco, beautiful flick as Terstigan came out made the ball go through his legs and then put it into an empty net. Terstigan was on madness. I don't know what he was thinking by the way. <sighs> look, but I mean look <laughs> well, what can I say? For Bas <laughs> CC for, for, for Barcelona you can see that this I am truly fearful. And this is what someone said on the hangout. Okay. Could Barcelona's objective to be now get top four? That is what scares me because I'm looking at this team. Messi just looks like a guy that's like, bro. He's just I'm going done through here. the motions. And also we'll probably get to the whole Man City thing with Messi as 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 well. Because that's deal look looks to 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 be off. Griezmann. <laughs> it's almost like if you want to just like smack the, the TV or just smack something because you're like, this is not working. And you could even see Griezmann's expression when he came up because he's like, F this, bro. When I went to France, things were good, were playing well, I'm in my position. I come back here, totally lost. Isn't it weird how him and Pogba are in similar boats, it seems? Exact same position. But let me be real with you. Griezmann, it's like every time they go to France, they feel at home and then they come back to their regular club and it's just like, mm, I don't feel it. Griezmann's situation is, 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 is worse. Pogba, you can see that he's... Pogba, put it this way. I'm not sure how many f- true friends, apart from Usman Dembele, who I think was also friendly with Griezmann's brother as well, just through Instagram. I don't, And also Umtiti has sort of left. He's out of the squad and, and he's, he's, he's vegan now. I don't know how many what? true... What? Yeah, he, he's vegan. And he said he's, he's never felt better, so it is what it is. So I don't think Griezmann has many close friends apart from Usman Dembele in that whole setup, but maybe Longley. So Griezmann just seems as if a guy who seems completely, totally out of wax in Barcelona. Pogba, it's similar, but I just think that you know he's got a good rapport with Fernandez, and there's still times in which he can sort of do something. And also remember, he did grow up in the United setup to begin with. Yeah, Griezmann is just a guy just coming in here cold. He's got boys like Lingard and yeah, he's got guys that you know. Griezmann is like you're coming in here fully cold, and this is totally not working. Mm. Clearly not working. So for basically, Atletico Madrid look like this. They are the best team in La Liga. So they had once last thirty-eight games. This is Atletico's league to lose. Real Madrid, they're, they're not serious. Barcelona, total mess. Like this team, nah, totally lost. Okay. You're a footballer. You're 25 years old. You're in your prime. And the Chinese Super League calls you. And, you know, they're calling you because you have talent and because they see that you're on an upward trajectory in European football. You're playing for, I don't know, let's say you're playing for Borussia Dortmund. And you're about to maybe, if you want it, you can get a move to Madrid. You can get a move to Barca. You can get a move to Bayern Munich or wherever. But they offer you like three times more than what you would make elsewhere. Does have hope the footballer go to Shanghai or Beijing or wherever it would be 
No. And and do you take the money or do you try to fulfill your potential in European football? If it's me, fulfill my potential based on how much I, I care about football. Because what would you advise your son to do in that situation? Do whatever you want. I said, okay, for my son, I would like for you to do the football decision, but I'm not you. This is your life. No, no, and okay, I, so okay, no, okay. I'm 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 the son. You're the okay. So okay. dad, they they offered me a contract of like they want to pay me fifty million a year. The the most I can get from Chelsea is like twenty five. Okay. So what 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 do I do? I'm so, I'm torn. Okay, son, can you please bring the laptop? Bring the laptop. <laughs> can you go to um, www.whateverabankis.com? All right, can you just key in the login details? Okay, now check what our bank account is. Son, let's look at this bank account. Now, if this bank account is looking pretty healthy and, and, and pretty good, go for the footballing decision. If this bank account is like, you know what, minus that's for tax, minus that's for those debts, minus that's for those loan sharks and, and so forth, um, how do they say in China? Leho. That's how you say hello in in Chinese. Leho. So let's, no, let's, think, let's okay. Get so Carrasco would have been making probably double for over the so no, even better than Carrasco. Oscar. Mm. Oscar's making. Oscar's one of the highest paid footballers in the world. He's making almost five hundred thousand euros a week. That is double what he would have made at not even double. That's probably like three times more than mm. what he would have made at Chelsea, if he ke- if he signed a five year extension with Chelsea. So if you put, I don't know what it would be. If we just make the numbers easy, so let's say we have sixty million a year versus twenty million a year, so we have thirty million times five is one hundred and fifty million more over the course of a contract. If that's what you're being asked to give up, I'm taking the money. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I'm taking the money. No, I mean basically, as I think most have just said, it's like in the, um, it depends on your men mentality, and what your goals in life are. See, for me, Andy Cole said he didn't, he was not passionate about for football. He treated it as like a occupation. So for someone like Andy Cole, oh my gosh, if Andy Cole existed now, one billion percent he's going to China, and it makes sense. But if let's say you're like a Maradona, where you really enjoy football mm-hmm. you're like bro as long as i have enough money to operate live and, and live well okay I'm you're still going there to play football there is a thing of football integrity no no if you care about football you know that china that's just embarrassing that, that's an embarrassing <laughs> move because if you care about football you care about i need to prove myself a real madrid I need wait to a minute okay it's the champions league it's oscar so, still in the brick academy He's um he's he has like an honorary. He should have his own man. wing, but like yeah. one that he built, and it should be like a fancy one. <laughs> <laughs> he should get like better amenities and no, no, he no, gets no. the what, best food. No, what Oscar did was disgusting, man. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. At the heights of your career and your prime, you go to China and you're still there. Sad man. Sick. Hulk too. Hulk should be in yeah, there with him. You know they actually play for the same team. It's like also, Oscar what, Hulk Marco what's Arnautovic. What's, what's, what's the name of that Italian dude? This the striker, troll dude. Oh, Pella, Graziano yes, Pella. Yes, yes, yes. Wait, wait, wait. Why is it that you know every single one of the players who's gone to China? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> <laughs> Graziano Pella. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's, like, yeah, it's like, yeah, Daniel Jones just seems to just be able to reel off all the names of every single player that's gone to China and also how much did they earn as well. <laughs> 
you know, I, I have my own thought experiments and stuff. But, yeah, Carrasco, he's back. He's balling. So, obviously, mm. he didn't lose too much while he was doing his adventures. He, he yeah. got paid $40 million in a year or in two years. I'm, I can't. You know what? You know what? I would, I would tell my son, take one year and go get the bag. Mm-hmm. Just 12 months. Yeah, and then, and then just put it and in, then a, come in back. an offshore account. Yeah, and then come back. Do, do but we'll, right. we'll, we'll, we'll China let, let you live. So look, man, let's 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 touch on Golden Boy, man. Yo, I had it. I had it written down. I have well, I have France written down because PSG lost to Monaco. Um, and I was just thinking, you know, is this the year that if 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 there's a chance Juve slips up, it would be kind of ironic that PSG are in kind of the same territory where it's like close, but they'll probably win anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I have Germany written down here. So Bayern drew with Bremen 1-1. And then Dortmund took advantage, beating Hertha Berlin 5-2. A game in which Erling Haaland, the newest golden boy, scored four goals in one game. Their young prodigy came on as well. The 16-year-old... Mokoko. Um, Yusufa Mokoko. Mokoko, yeah. So what did he, what he... Firstly, did you catch the highlights of him scoring four goals? Haaland... And secondly, what do you think of him being the golden boy? All I needed to know was that he scored four four goals. Because in my mind, I was like, all right, let's see you do that in a CL semi. A CL <laughs> final. World Cup semi, World Cup final, Euro semi, Euro final. Um, uh, what do I think about him winning the golden boy award? Can you pull in up the golden view? boy, please, for the people? And just check out the Wikipedia page so we can look at who's won it in the past. Because that's, yeah. I think, I think Pogba's won it. Starling's won it. I think... Mm. Um, no, no, look. Yao Felix won it last year. My I think. thing about it is this: is that I would have liked. I think Alfonso Davies was more deserving. Delic won it, you didn't know. he? I think that was he's the only defender that's mm-hmm. won it. So, 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 so basically, wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me, let me just comment here. I have no beef. Put it this way: it's what I said. Yao Felix didn't deserve it last year. No, I was like, what, what, what the heck did he do to, do to deserve? It? So that was undeserving. Erling Haaland deserves the award. I just feel Alfonso Davis was more deserving. So as much as I had beef with Jeff Flicks winning it last year, I have no beef with Ellen Haaland winning it because he has been amazing and definitely been one of the best players of his age and is doing crazy things for a striker. But for me, Alfonso Davis was a critical member. And forget what people say, he was one of the best and the most important players for a Bayern Munich side who won the, the treble. treble. Yeah. Okay, and also gave birth to Barcelona 8-2, and he also <laughs> sent Semedo Sam, back to um, Lisbon. So I'm like, for me, because again, what does a defender have to do? Which is why this was Lam said that these awards, they're so biased towards, attack, towards attackers. Hence why, have an attacker award, midfielder award, defender award, goalkeeper award, leave it at, at that. But, you know, it is what it is. I think... He, for the Razzmatazz, the retweets, the promotion, you always have to have like the goal scorer thing and everything. So let's okay, say, let's, so let's if, 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 if we could, if we could go through each of these from two th- starting in 2003, mm. and let's see if their careers panned out to where we think they actually deserve to be like the golden boy. So this, right? this was a big no. So the first one from Van 2003 was nope. Raphael Van der Vaart. Nope. Uh, no. Wayne Rooney was in t- from 2004. Uh. You know what? I'm gonna give it to him. He's Manchester United's top scorer. He's the top scorer for England. The trophies bear it out. Champions League, leagues, etc. I'll, I'll give it to him. Messi from 2005. We don't need to have a discussion. Yeah. 
Fabregas. Yeah. Sort of. I'll give sort it to of. him. I, he doesn't have a Champions League though, right? No. Oh, yeah, so wait, was he in the, in the 2011 team? I don't think so. 2008 through 2011 nope. is looking pretty peak. <laughs> nope, does, no, it doesn't have a, a Champions League. No Champions League. So, well, But you know what? I'm, I'm going to give it to him still. I think I think his career, he, he deserves it over the course of his career. Mm, sort of. I don't know. Aguero, yep. Aguero, yeah. Anderson? Nope. nope. Alexandra Pato? Nope. Mario Balotelli? Yes and no. But ultimately, no. <laughs> ultimately, ultimately, no. no. Now, Goats is interesting, see, because 2011, they earmarked him as this guy is going to be one for the future. Mm. And he did win the World Cup in 2011. But I don't think the, no, the no, breadth of his career and the depth of his career. 2014, 2014. What, what did I say? You said 2011. Oh, I was I must have been reading the number. But he did win Germany the World Cup in 2014. I did say 2011, didn't I? Mm. He, he won Germany the World Cup in 2014. So, in a sense... They got something right, but I don't think they got no, everything no, no, right. No, 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 it wasn't. Trust me, it wasn't. Do you, do you know like when you do an equation and like you get the answer wrong, but the teacher grades like pieces and you get like partial credit? Hmm. I kind of give Goza and this award partial credit, but you don't get the, you don't, you don't get full points. Isco. No. Uh, no. No. Pogba. Again, yes, but partial credit. Yeah. Sterling. Yeah, partially. Uh, partial, partial. Martial, no. Martial, no. Renato no. Sanchez, damn. Nope. Damn. Nope. <laughs> Mbappe, yes. Yep. <laughs> it's 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 like three years ago. We're already yeah. like, yep. <laughs> Delit, I'm not sure yet. Nah. Jury's out. So, no. But no. again, he's the only defender on this list from 2018. Delit. Yeah. Yao Felix. Initially, no, but in now right he's now living up to it. He's now slowly beginning to, in the to right direction. And Haaland? Haaland? Yeah. Could be. He's heading in the right direction. So. The fact that he's the first one born in 2000, that is that is unnerving to me. <laughs> like, I can take 99, 98, 97. That's fine. But born in 2000? <laughs> that does something to my brain where I'm like, no. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> so, basically, you, you, you were born in the millennium. That is crazy. Yeah. Whew. People are calling him White Lukaku in the comments. <laughs> Have some respects. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with you. I think Davies deserved one of those two. Yeah, I mean, especially no, 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 this one. No, no. Okay, so let's see. Thing with Holland is, do you it's, think it's, it's not that Holland isn't deserving? Mm. It's just that there's a more credible candidate. I think. Yeah. So let me. So do you think Holland is going to be like the next yes. record-breaking striker? Yes. Yes, I do. So, so you don't think he will decline? No, actually, I think he's like a goal a game striker. So if he plays 500 goals or 500 games in his career, he'll be somewhere around 500 goals. He's only going to get better. Like the the only thing people critique him on really is the technique, and that's going to get better the more he plays. Does he? And does even he if break, it doesn't, he's already geeing up. Let me ask you this: Does it? Does he break Cristiano's Champions League goals record? No, I don't know if he's going to play enough games in the Champions League to break that record. If he does, there's a chance. Because like I say, he's he's going to get one goal for every game he plays. At least that's what it seems like right now. So, But no. Nah. Cristiano's played so many games. Probably like near 200 in the Champions League. Mm. We'd have to research that one. But all the finals, semifinals, all that kind of stuff. That adds up after a while. So does that annoy... Uh, we've had that conversation before. Never mind. I was going to say, does it annoy you when you type in Ronaldo? Yes. <laughs> Into yes, Google. <laughs> and OG Ronaldo's like an afterthought. This guy's Wikipedia page is so 
dense. My goodness. Yeah, because you have all these losers who just go in and just just, just pump <laughs> trash in there. So I'm going to guess some of these are Europa League or just like from early career. But it says he's around 170-ish appearances in Europe. Maybe it's like 150 in the Champions League and he's like at 130 in terms of goals. I'm not sure how many of those are Champions League. But yeah, he's well over 100. So Haaland's not doing that. But... <laughs> It's not like he doesn't have the the ability to score a bunch of goals. Mm. I just don't think he'll have the career longevity necessarily. And does he need to play? Ronaldo came from some form of poverty, no? Haaland, his dad was a footballer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's good. He's I good wonder man. if he has it in him to just like, the, the I need hunger. to keep playing. I need to earn more money. Like, I wonder if he gets to like 31, 32, 33, if he's just like, you know what? I'll just retire and just, I don't know, chill on my yacht somewhere. Um, okay, rank these strikers on current form. There's a picture of Ibra, Lukaku, Kane, and Haaland. Half of ranked them as follows. Kane is the worst. Haaland is second I didn't say worst. That, actually. Lukaku is second best. Ibra's the best. Can I stop you there? A1 asks, can you no, guys can explain this tonight, please? Can I stop That's you there? my stop. question. Daniel, can you stop? Just stop. You see, you see what you did, did there? You see what he did there? I just put it in as one, two, three, four. But when you now say Kane is ranked as the worst, no, I don't rank him as the worst. These are four extra. That's what strikers. you said. That's what you implied. I, forget about implication. Did I say Kane is the worst? I said if he's the ranking. You said of the four, he's the, the one, worst. One, two, three, four. I didn't. But I didn't say that. Did I? I didn't use the word worst. Okay. <sighs> Please let's stop this anti-white agenda. People want to try. And... Have hope. Stands Hazard and Robin. Thank that's you. that's that's his I have white friends response to these racial accusations. Like, no, I have black friends. Okay, Half has white friends. And Shout out to my Caucasian Robin and has what a baby. So what you you don't have to fall into that one. You do have an anti English sentiment. Oh no no no! And I think I have it as well. But you know, well there's a reason that you know the best English player I think I've ever seen is Joe Cole, who grew up watching videos of the Brazilian national team. <laughs> like you, <laughs> he's the most non-English English player that it's existed in the last twenty years, maybe. So, is that your explanation that it wasn't anything against Kane? Yeah, no. Just the other three are in better form. Yeah, like for, for me, the the wording was strikers. So also, how can you be against scorers. white people if Ibra's at the top over Lukaku? Because people want to push that narrative. Is Ibra? What... Did I miss it? Is he not what he looks yeah. like? <laughs> Next question. As, as white. Oh shit! We have something to ask. We have something to answer for. From fr09 underscore. You guys gassed Arteta a few weeks ago and said Lampard has no clue what system he wants to use. <laughs> now with everyone fit, can you see what Lampard's trying to coach um, over the last no. six or seven games? Do you still think Arteta is superior because he was Pep's puppet for three seasons with a laughing emoji? <laughs> um. I believe I still believe that Arteta is the better manager. And to quote Devil, Chelsea could win the league in spite of Lampard rather than because of Lampard. I agree with that. Chelsea took the time to actually spend money and improve their squads when a lot of people had to kind of stand pat due to the coronavirus. Chelsea were building reserves basically because they couldn't mm. spend anything for two windows. You add Ziyech, Mendy, Silva. Chilwell, 
Who am I missing? Havertz. Havertz and Werner on top of, you know, what was already a top four team. I'm kind of expecting you to be a title challenger, not even depending on who the manager is necessarily. I think Arteta's job is a harder one. Mm, much harder. <laughs> so if you judge it on like how they look rather than kind of the relative nature of how they look, I think you could maybe have a faulty conclusion in that sense. Last question from Ebony F. Prince, a.k.a. Dominic Bennett. He says, is Dybala done? His yes. second striker role isn't popular in the game right now. He's been out of favor with Allegri and now Pirlo due to his lack of physicality and versatility. What club would be suitable for him? You remember when he was linked with Spurs? Oh, yeah. I kind of wonder how that would have worked. Maybe right now they dodged a bullet because look at what they, they, they look like now. I know. like they, it's, it's worked out for them in the sense that Kane mm. has almost become like a striker plus a number 10 like facilitator. Mm. But I wonder if you put Dybala in that kind of space as a secondary striker and Kane is the one making runs. I wonder how that works. But then maybe that takes away from there counter-attacking damnicity that the idea is if Kane drops deep then you have like Sun or Mora or we saw La Celso in the week just people with pace who can make that next run that's 2017 final finished him he's had COVID twice I think hasn't he like even he tested be, positive even, and then tested positive even again before or COVID, even before COVID it's, he, he's finished he's done just saying it's a bit harsh to judge people after they've had like a pandemic disease attack them Guys, this has been the Talking Tactics Podcast. Remember to follow us on Twitter, at Talking Tactics, Instagram, Talking Tactics, Facebook, Talking Tactics. Half Hope, where can people find you? Um, half Hope, man. Half of footballhope.com, man. Yeah, I'm at Daniel to look. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. Leave us a five-star review, and we'll read it on the show. Shout out to the guys that left us one at the beginning. We will see you guys next week. Talking Tactics Podcast, sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. Peace, peace, peace. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.